welcome to Alien Agenda. This is your host, Tony Pure. And before the show kicks off, I wanted to give a shout out to Hayes Robinson. He joins a few of our shows and he's here today. And he's going to have a concert on August 20th at a place called Fast Times in San Diego. So if you get a chance, please listen. His music, I, I love his music. He's a lead singer for the band. Um, the place Fast Times is located at 3065 Claremont Drive in San Diego. Fast Times um, in San Diego. Hayes will be singing there with his band Electromagnetic. There's another band called Mind Cell too. So um, please go out and if you're in the area and uh, listen to some really cool music. There is no cover from 7 p.m. Um, also, if you get a chance, take a look at some of my books on Amazon.com. I write science fiction. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there, both comedy and non-comedy. If you're into science fiction, it'd be great if you could pick up a book. Okay, well, thanks for listening to this, and we are going to kick off an, a great show. We have Ron Watkins and Hayes on the line. We're going to kick this off. Thank you. Welcome to Alien Agenda. This is your host, Tony Tior out of Sapporo, and uh, we have today online the co-host, Ron Rockins. Ron, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me again. Well, you're Hi. the co-host. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you you organized uh, the podcast. Uh, I'm not nice. so good at organizing this kind of thing. Well, I'm not so good today either because I hate to tell you who we have online. We uh, did I tell you we have Hayes online today? I'm just. Oh kidding. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> Hayes, how you doing, buddy? I was just. Hey, how's it going? Pl- pleasure to be back, guys. Well. It's a little early for you because we normally do these things like late at night. So like you're like wide awake. It's like you're like, you know, your hour and we're up early in the morning. So now you're stuck early in the morning. But I, did you even know the sun was up this early in the morning, Hayes? I'm just curious. Did you even know that? I did. I've been um, I've been uh, low carbing and drinking a lot of water. So I'm up at all hours. Yeah, well, um, you know, we had uh, we had a great show last week. Uh, we had Dave Hay, David Hay, Dave Hayes, um, you know, the, uh, the uh, pray, praying medic, and uh, and that was a really cool show. And, and recently we had uh, Jordan Sather. Um, and you know, every time we get somebody on the show, it's like they've been uh, banned from like social media. So I was like, cool, man, we finally got Hayes back. You're like the only one that's usually not banned. And but uh, <laughs> I hear I heard that. Uh, I heard you. Uh, you were up late. Uh, you just texted me, and, and I was. <laughs> you got banned again. Is that true? Yeah. For <laughs> for, for talk what? to text, I, I was I was talking to text um, online, and it wasn't the AI wasn't functioning properly. So I kind of cursed it out, and then I got banned for hate speech. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You get banned for for and and for you know what? I honestly. I honestly must say that they were just waiting with their finger on the button because I was, I had made a proclamation about how <laughs> I was, I had a lot of important things I wanted to post, but, but I had a bunch of other silly things that I'm sure would get me banned. And sure enough. So, so, Hey, say, so, so you're telling me that you are arguing, like you're probably, I could just see you right now, like drinking or doing whatever you guys do in California. Cause I, I know you're a rock and roller. So, so you were like, tell her the truth. We having a few drinks. I had a couple drinks. In <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to know anything else. So you're arguing. You're arguing with Facebook's AI. I didn't even know they had. Yes, AI. I was arguing with AI. I, I know it's a totally foolish thing. <laughs> and you lost. I I lost again. And so the AI oh, basically. By- <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry, dude. I just can't believe what's going on in the U.S. Well, you know, you know, I recently got banned also. Well, yeah, but you got a little, you got a few more fans than uh, than Hayes does. I, I mean, like, what? what well, Hayes has plenty of fans. 
<laughs> well, he has rock and roll fans, but he doesn't have any on Facebook now because he got shut off. But, no, uh, you'd be you'd be amazed. You know, in, in the <laughs> last few years, I you know I I usually didn't speak up about anything political or anything for the most part. I was the guy that would post the stupid funny memes and you know plant pictures, and then I started speaking my mind and uh, and my friends list kind of it grew as it um, minimized and. <laughs> I was about the same for about a year, but I've got a lot of um, actually people that, that that tell me behind the scenes, oh man, I love these things you post. And, or they'll send me a, a private message. Oh, this is a good one. You should post this. And I'm like, well, why don't you? And they're like, I just don't have the courage. No, you know, it is. Hey, they don't the want to get banned. They don't want to get banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, or lose their job. I mean, you never know. I mean, yeah, you can lose your job. Stay and age. So, so Ron, what the heck happened to you, man? The other night I'm looking at stuff and then I and then your little icon on Telegram turns into a ghost and I'm like, what what the heck? I mean, you got like, what are you up to now on Telegram? You were like 280 last uh, 85 when I was looking in. Well, well, yeah, well, I, I got banned and I think I'm up to 305 now. So the ban like earned me 20,000 new subscribers. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get banned for? Can you tell everybody listening? Well, like, what, what you, well, you know, tell, Telegram, they're, they're famous for not banning much. I, I think they just like, they ban like actual terrorists. Like uh, ISIS and, and whatever terrorist groups are, and then they ban like I think they might ban for porn. So what the hell were you up to to get banned on Telegram? Sounds like you're like like one of the few people that got banned. What what happened? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I was. I'm I'm like the first major uh, ban on Telegram that I know of. Anyways, and uh. I, I I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I I can go into like what I was doing when I got banned. Uh, only if it's I, le- only if it's legal, Ron. Only no, if it's, no le- it's absolutely absolutely legal. So I I was in like a I was in like a small private room with uh, I'm gonna say a dozen people, maybe a little bit less, and uh, I like we were we were discussing Pegasus, and uh, it came up that. Uh, Mike, Michael Flynn had like like ties, like General Flynn had ties to Pegasus. What and, is Pegasus for the listeners, Ron? And NCO. Uh, what, so Pegasus yeah. is it's like a spyware that is uh, sold as a service. So you pay these like this group. I, I think they're based out of Israel, and you you pay them like. Half. Oh, they're waiting. Your mic again. Yeah, you 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 got shut off, uh, Ron. As soon as yeah, you were saying, yeah, it keeps oh, yeah. getting shut off. So where was I? You were saying uh, you were, right, right when you were getting to the meet. You were saying that they pay like a half a million dollars to the spy oh, agency yeah. out of so, uh, Israel. So like out of Israel, yeah. Yeah, some some Israeli company. Uh, you pay them like half a million dollars, and then they give you some like credits, and you can use like these credits to uh, essentially hack people's phones. So, I think like if you buy a like a lot of credits, then you get like discounts, so you can. If you buy a hundred of them, it might cost a little, a little bit less because you can buy them gross. So, like, what would it cost, like, if someone went to hack Trump or Biden's phone? Like, they'll do that kind of stuff. Is that is that? Yeah, is that yeah, they... that, that's the kind of stuff uh, they're they're hacking. Apparently, I mean, I, I don't know much about it. Like, uh, I don't know much about the targets, but uh, the, the 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 CEO of Telegram is uh, famously a target of Pegasus. 
And he said he knew that he was being uh, targeted by Pegasus as early as 2018. So here I was in a Telegram private room discussing Pegasus. And uh, one of the people who like might have ties to the company, uh, like uh, Gen General Michael Flynn, he, he served, I believe, as an advisory or a consultant for like uh, a subsidiary, a subsidiary, uh, a subsidiary of NCO, and also for like the company that owns NCO. So, uh, but but that company was sold like a year or two ago. Uh, I mean, that company sold their shares in NCO a year or two ago. So I, I don't think he has anything to do with it now. And he was probably just in there as like a counterintelligence type uh, role where he's just trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. I'm sure that's uh, what what he was in so, there doing. So why so, did you get banned? Uh, what's going on? Like, so, why so, would they ban you for yeah, that? Yeah, like, we're, I mean, we're discussing just like how I'm discussing it here. And then like trying to figure out like what Mike Flynn was doing so close to Pegasus and uh, like whether or not... Uh, we should try to get ahead of this. And then uh, I, I realized that uh, the mainstream media was going to be using this story to uh, discredit the, the audits. So I heard, I mean, I heard from the grapevine anyways about that. But wait a second. So, what I don't get, Ron, is this, and some people may not, and I'm, and I really sorry to interrupt you because I probably do that too much on the show, but like how the heck does Michael Flynn, and Pegasus have anything to do with like the audits? Like that's not related to the audit. Like how is it related to the audit? Yeah, I I, I don't think it's much related at all. But uh, I, I heard from the grapevine that it was going to be uh, used by the mainstream media to uh, try to discredit Flynn and the audits. So I decided, okay, well, uh, I should probably get ahead of this. So I, I just put out the information myself. But while while I was preparing these like this information in the the private telegram group, uh, suddenly the telegram screen went black, like pop, and like poof, it just turned off. And I was like, "Oh, that's weird." So I turned it <laughs> back on, and it dropped me at the login screen. I was like, "Oh, oh shit! What was my login like username?" <laughs> so so it took me it took me a bit to remember which burner phone I used to set up uh, Telegram, and then I got back into Telegram. But it said this phone number is banned. I was like, "What? Oh, they banned me!" So then I started reaching out to other people. I reached out to Pepper, who runs the—I mean, she moderates the the Code Monkeys e chat room. And I was like, oh, "My my my uh, personal account that like I used to access Telegram got banned, but the channels are still there. So that's kind of good news." And then. I'm going to try to figure out what I can do to get unbanned. So I emailed them. I emailed Telegram and like I put on a message on Gab that Telegram banned me. So Hayes, what do you think about that? So um, what I found interesting is that um, I got a message, an urgent message from iPhone, as did millions of other users recently, about a security update that was... Uh, 
super important. And I thought it was tied to this Pegasus. I looked into it a little bit more and, and they don't even address it. And, you know, cause you know, Apple's always been um, one to say that, you know, we don't need anti-virus software, you know, our stuff is unhackable, this and that, but that turns out to be completely false when it comes to this new software. It, I guess there was a data leak and um, more than 50,000 phone numbers um, have been affected by this. Wow. Well, you and, know, uh, yeah. And uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like um, it's, it, the, the software's gotten smarter in the last couple of years and it used to need um, user intervention. And now you don't need any user intervention at all. Like they can access your camera, your, your recording, you know, device on your phone uh, at any point in time that your SMS messages, which um, I honestly think that the uh, the NSA has been able to do that anyways with their own software, but this right. is kind of, you know, being being a privately owned company is kind of scary. Well, you know, selling it's, all, it's all scary. I mean, you and I, Hayes, have both worked in tech, right? You know, like in computer systems and security and whatnot. And if you, and if you think about it and the listeners here, you know, think about it, you know, the the iOS is an OS. <laughs> it's an operating system, right? So it's kind of like your computer. Um, it's just that it's a, like, they'd like to think that it's a hardened version, you know, like if you go on a Mac PC, you know, they still get, they get viruses, you know, Windows gets viruses. You could use Linux, you know, BSD, any, any of the flavors of Linux, there's risk, there's some hardened versions of those operating systems. But once an operating system is penetrated, um, you know, then you've got full control, right? So if they could get Absolutely. into the phone and you can't pull the battery out of these iPhones, you know, the old flip top phones used to be able to pull the battery out. These, these phones, I really never liked it that the battery stayed in these things. I always wish that I could pull the battery out because, because I knew the potential here that with the battery in the thing, even if you shut the button off, you know, they could put something in the operating system that makes it look like your phone, you know, is still off. But the camera's on, the mic's on, it's recording everything, and it's using your your battery power, wasting your battery power to transmit, you know, um, secretly, you know, your conversations. So you're everybody's walking, everybody's walking around with a spying device now. Now, you know, Apple and all them say that um, you know that they've been you know trying to be good citizens, and not evil. But if you look at like Snowden's revelations of Prism and stuff like that. Um, you'll notice that Apple was listed on, on, on those charts, right? Do you remember that stuff from prism, um, from, from Snowden? Yeah. Yeah. Prism, prism was bad. Yeah. yeah. It was a good revelation, but it was very bad. Um, so Ron, you, you know, so you got shut off and how did you get back on? What, what happened? Okay. So I, I emailed telegram and then, uh, I went on gab and I told everybody on gab that I got banned and, and apparently a bunch of people emailed Telegram also. They're like, hey, why'd you, why'd you ban Ron? And then uh, like two hours later, they unbanned me. Wow. Did they give you a reason? Uh, no, no reason. But uh, they, they just said, sorry about that. <laughs> and th that's it. Did they say, hey, sorry. Did they say um, no more talking about General Flynn or no more trying no, to no, save they, the they didn't say anything about that. Oh. Nothing. So they just apologized. But, Do you think it yeah. was from pressure from uh, some some of your listeners or I'm, I'm not sure if it was pressure or if they just like did a human review and maybe I was uh, banned automatically or, 
or what? Here, maybe. Oh, let me see. Maybe they were trying okay, to get so, you more users, sorry. Ron, because you said you got another like fifteen or twenty thousand. Yeah, then I got almost twenty thousand users from that. <laughs> That's so, Telegram. Their their email to me was like, uh, "The issue should be solved now. Please check. We apologize for any inconvenience." Well, you were you were posting stuff about the floods going on in China. I thought you must have got like some secret pictures from China or something because I was looking at your channel and there was all these horrible pictures of people. You know, it's really sad. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with that. no, that that was really, really sad. And uh, there, there was a lot more really terrible uh, videos that I did not put on. Well, those are pretty bad, Ron. I, I, yeah. I hate to see the ones that were worse than. Well, that. the aftermath stuff is what I didn't put on. Huh. Well, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. We we don't we don't need to see that. No, we we don't. That's that's really sad. What's going on in China over there, Ron? What the heck happened? So they, they had like a couple dams burst. They had like the biggest rain in a thousand years. Wow. Yeah, they wow. went a couple in there's been a few other countries in the last six weeks that have been pretty bad flooding. Which yeah, is Germany got huge floods and like Austria and Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, well Yeah. <laughs> we're like uh I was looking at the weather in uh Japan, Tokyo is due for a typhoon in a few days. Well, they'll just they'll fix that. They got the Olympics. They can't have a typhoon. They'll get some right. airplanes up and they'll spray some like see ice the clouds. clouds. Yeah, they'll see the clouds and clear it, clear it up. Right. Uh, some people call it like chemical engineering or whatever, geoengineering. <laughs> but uh, they, they they could try nuking the typhoon. They're gonna nuke a typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, yeah, that's that was no, no, it's a joke. Uh, Trump, that, Trump that, made that joke a while back. <laughs> oh, did he say that? No, oh, he said God. let's nuke the hurricane. <laughs> oh god oh god well yeah <clears throat> maybe you know there's there are bombs that aren't aren't nuclear that might actually do something when i yeah yeah when there I, are when i worked for the military there were these uh you know bombs that they would explode that might might as well have been nuclear that they put over iraq years ago um and the mobs so, yeah they would they would drop these like fuel air bombs you know and um, mother of all bombs yeah mobs yeah. what they call them i believe well, the reason was because the Iraqis were hiding. I was working in a dungeon in a military base in Colorado during the air war. I felt like, I think I was kidnapped, actually. They wouldn't let me leave. I didn't even know how long I was going to work there. And it was satellite stuff. And I knew from talking to people, they were dropping these bombs that were bunker like. Bunker busters. Yeah, yeah, because these guys were hiding in the bunkers, you know. And by the time they finished all that aerial bombing, the Iraqis walked out just begging for somebody to, you know, like pick them up, you know, and put them in jail. So it, it was, it's, um, it's, it was a horrible thing. I, I, I'm not happy about any wars. Um, I feel sorry for, for the Iraqis and I feel sorry for the Americans that had to go there. I, I, I don't really like war. Um, so, so you got back online and, um, and you picked up all these new subscribers to your channel. Jeez, over 300,000. You must be, you must be like in the top 20 or so on telegram or right, Ron. I mean, what, what are you, what are you now? Uh, I mean, for the, category i'm in i think at least the top 100 wow that's cool that's like cool. maybe even like top 20 yeah what do you have with what's all your what's your base when you add in gab and all that stuff like what, what are your what is your fan base or i should say your you know uh, well i, I think it overlaps a bit but uh it's around 450 or maybe 500,000 on gab wow and then 300,000 on telegram Interesting, and that's not including the alien stuff. Speaking of speaking of the alien stuff, um, what's what's new? 
what's going on? Um, you know, this is uh, we talk politics here, but this is the Alien Agenda Channel. I'm just teasing. But um, yeah. what what what's going on with the um, what's going on with your research? Uh, I know a little bit about it because I'm helping you, but I'd like you to tell the the people yeah, listening so, uh, what's going on. You you know, the past like week or two, I've been moving like uh, from from my house to a smaller apartment with. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's even a bigger apartment, bigger than my house, <laughs> but uh, it's. It, it has like better security. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I moved into a more secure com- compound, I guess. Well, I think uh, I feel bad that you need it. Feel, did you do that for safety reasons or, or you feel, well, you feel no, it's, it's also closer to the like different life. places that I need to go. Okay. okay. Save a lot in commute time. And yeah, so I've been moving in and I'm super busy, like packing and unpacking and, uh, you know, cleaning and, doing all this stuff and so i'm just running out of time in the day but the the next uh alien leaks drop that uh i'm planning is to to get out a bunch of patents on ufos and patent applications so there's about like a dozen or maybe almost 20 like really good ufo patents and patent applications and uh these i mean whether or not they're they're real i mean they are real patent applications but whether or not they are like uh, based on actual like technology that can be made is uh, out of my uh, out of my physics and well uh, engineering capabilities. Uh, you sent me a couple of those, Ron, and yeah. uh, you know they're a little bit. You know, I studied physics and math pretty hard, and they're a little bit out of mind too, to be honest. Some, of, but but a lot of I could understand. Boy, they look like they basically reverse engineered some UFOs. <laughs> And uh, put them into patent applications, you know. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> really. Well, there there was one with like a really strange backstory. Like uh, in, in the intro to his patent application, he's like, I, "I was walking down the street, and like a bus came at me parallel while I was crossing the road, and then at the same time, like an airplane was flying overhead, but it was like a propeller plane, and then like the propeller was spinning in a certain way, and it bounced off the bus in a certain way, and then." hit me in a certain way and then suddenly uh i was like put into a wormhole and what? traveled like yeah and traveled like 300 feet in a second what and came out the other side of the wormhole so then i mean that was the introduction to the patent holy smokes if that's if that's even like close to being true so he thinks yeah, but, that but, but, but from there like the patent like has this really like innocent like <laughs> conspiracy theorist type introduction, but then the actual like patent and stuff that like he wrote down after that is like way above my head. It's just formulas and math concepts and physics, and it's like what? Yeah. So he like reverse engineered like this uh, this plane, this bus, and this road into a, a, making a wormhole generator. Wow. Now, and that's one of the patents. Well, for folks listening, like, you know, wormholes have been talked about, you know, with the top physicists. And the concept is, is that you could use a wormhole, you know, it's in science fiction all the time to go from point A to B by like kind of contracting space between the two different locations. So it's kind of like an instantaneous jump from point A to point B. And uh, the top physicists, you know, talk about this as being theoretically possible. And we could now build one, actually. I don't know if you know that, Ron, but humanity could actually build one. The problem is, 
is it requires way too much energy, you know, for anybody to actually get one to work. Um, I would not want to be the first one to test the first one that humanity puts together, to be honest. Um, but that's really fascinating that this guy maybe have found like some kind of loophole and how a wormhole is built. Or do you think he's lying? Do you think he got like some alien technology and he's just using that as a, as a lie maybe? Yeah. I, I mean, the way it reads is like he, he knows too much for such an innocent uh, backstory. You know, I was walking down the street and like a bus came and it, <laughs> it, like intercepted with a plane's propeller and I, <laughs> I was transported 300 feet. You know, that that's, that's a really innocent story for like, the level of math and engineering the actual like patent goes into. So Ron, I think, you know, I I've never really followed you until recently on your code monkey Z channel, but now I've been, you know, taking a little bit of time to read what you, you you're up to. It looks like you're like one of the best researchers that I've ever seen. Okay. And, um, and I mean that, I mean, like, I mean, you must like be able to find, I mean, you're able to find stuff and have insight that other people don't have. Now, a lot of people don't like that, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to go over the emotions or anything. I'm going to go over logic, you know, and reasoning and evidence and things that you put in there. Your arguments are seem to be very well researched and have like lots of evidence. And so I can see why you would pick up, you know, all these people that would watch your channel um, in your research you know, with alien leaks. Um, and I know you've got a lot of material because I've been trying to help you with some of that material. Boy, that material just keeps coming in. I, I mean, we, you know, there may be something in there that it, it is a true leak, but there's just so much to sort through right now. With your research, are you finding, what? what's your thoughts? Like before you got involved in alien leaks and, and now, like, is it getting hard to get the information or is this just too much information? Is there some kind of conspiracy that you've discovered behind the scenes? I'm just curious what your thoughts are now that you spent, you know, a few months, you know, in, in, involved in, in alien leaks. What, what's your thoughts on it now? Okay, well, uh, right now I'm in uh, pattern recognition mode. So I'm I'm getting a lot of documents in, and I'm I'm trying to like look at each document and like uh, get a general gist of it. And over time, like once you like uh, consume hundreds, maybe thousands of documents, like you can start seeing the patterns. And then once you see these patterns, you can be like, oh, that makes sense. This links with that. This links with that. And then you can put it together. And then each document is like a stroke of a pen, but. Once you have all the documents together, then you have an actual document that you can then use and uh, see what like what is actually going on. And and you know, Alien Leaks gets so many documents in that uh, I, I had to hire a full time like librarian to uh, sort it all and categorize and organize everything because it's it's way too much work for one person now. Wow. But you also have a Japanese researcher helping you out too, right? Yeah, and uh, there's a, a Japanese researcher who's helping out uh, Alien Leaks with uh, researching old like Japanese sources that have been memory hold. And uh, we, we found a bunch of like stuff about the Nazis and their UFO program. <clears throat> and I, I posted like a a little bit about that, like one like small article about it, and instantly a half a dozen German professors emailed me at the same time from different parts of Germany saying, Oh, I want to help. Oh, I want to help. You know, you, you know, you know, you know, 
Ron, that's and then that so... just opens up more, more and more like leads and more and more documents come in. And then, then I have to hire people to translate German and then <laughs> so eventually it's, just, it's a rabbit hole. So yeah. how many people do you think is like, I'm convinced now from the research that I've done over the years and, and currently with you, I mean, I mean, like people listening are going to say everybody should on their own, you know, learn themselves what the truth is. But I'm I'm like 99.999 you know percent convinced from the research that I've done that the U.S. you know has retrieved um, crashed you know um, alien craft, and not only that that they've also acquired you know um, like alien craft that's not crashed you know through certain deals. And I know it's going to sound absolutely batshit crazy, but um, you know the research. The, the, you know the the, re, the research is there so one of the things that i worry about is is that you know there's a big push to keep this you know hidden from the public right for a whole bunch of reasons um you know so how much how much of those people contacting you do you think are trying to give you like you know false information or um you know information to kind of like muddy the waters you know it's kind of like like I was talking to you today about this a little bit, you know, I got all these flat earthers that joined, you know, alien agenda. And, and for the people who are sincere flat earthers that really believe that the earth is flat and they're sincere, whether they learn this and I, you know, incorrectly, I, I don't believe it, but um, where they learned it on their own, or maybe some of them were actually, you know, tricked by, you know, maybe some government spies or whatever who want to, you know, muddy up the waters because, you know, as soon as you start getting flat earthers in your, your groups, um, it starts looking like, you know, and you allow that communication to go on, it kind of discredits you. There's a great Scientific American article on that that I may post on my site at some point. Um, how many, what percentage do you think people trying to contact you are sincere and do you think that some are not sincere in sending you stuff that try to like, you know, trip you up? Well, uh, first off, like about flat earth is uh, there. It's like they have the, the belief that the earth is flat. And uh, what's the opposite of flat earth? Spherical? There's, earth, there's earth a earth. geocentric and a helocentric. And yeah. I think the, the geocentric is. Beliefs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've never seen the actual Earth, and, and you've never seen with your own eyes that it's round. You've also never seen your, with your own eyes that it's flat. So, well, uh, I've flown on an airplane, by the way, and I looked out the window, <laughs> and, and and it it appears like I've actually flown all the way around planet Earth from one city to the other. Now they could argue well, that you know, and I had a compass and stuff like that. So I mean, like, I mean, Ron, I mean, like. When you, I get what you're saying. The argument is interesting. In Scientific American, yeah, it's, it showed it's that... It's very, very entertaining. It's entertaining. That's why I think it's dangerous, actually. I think that is, you you know, you can let... You and I can laugh at it, right? Or, you know, or maybe you don't laugh at it, but I do, okay? You can laugh at it, and you can say, you know, and you can be um, engaged in the conversation. Um, but I just think the evidence, obviously, is just so overwhelming that it's a bunch of bullshit that I just think it's a waste of time. And it's a distraction when you're actually trying to have conversations, you know, about what I think is more meaningful. I don't want to a time, you know, you'll let, you know, if your life is made up of time, then you should value, you should cherish your time and to spend time yeah. arguing. Well, with you people. should be careful because the flat earthers will use all your time. Well, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have they have members around the globe, I hear. 
<laughs> and it'll say they on the website they'll say clove are you kidding me <laughs> you know i mean you know like, what's fun you know what's funny guys is real quick going back to what ron said i says have you ever and we we take known what's known as settled science you know um you know we take it greatly and we like believe it because you know the moon landing right and the all the all the photos and then all these flat earthers will show you the different photos and how the earth changed and the size of the continents and we haven't physically been there ourselves out in space been able to see the the, the sphere and i have a, a painting that i got years ago because i loved it not that i'm a flat earther but it shows um ships going off the edge of the earth and at the bottom it says i told you so and it's kind of really cool because you never seen it for yourself you're taking the word of other people and it comes down to the government and how do we trust the government because we yeah. know they're liars you know but um it, you know and 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 back in the the 1500s it was settled science i mean they 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 the church would kill you if you tried saying that the the earth um wasn't the center of the universe well you know? That's the, that's a problem, Hayes, and that's what I, I actually put a link out about um, Copernicus. A lot of people don't notice, but you know the governments um, basically because of pressure from the church um, up to eighteen thirty five banned Copernicus's book. You know about how that the Earth was not the center of the universe. You know that actually that you know I mean that, I mean it's you know we can say that the the black hole at the center of the galaxies, the center, I mean, you know, but there's tons of, you know, galaxies. I mean, but, and you can say that the center at one time was, you know, this singularity that blew up. So I don't want to get into those type of semantics, but the point I'm trying to make is, and everything is kind of relative in a sense, but if you look at the solar system, I think it's pretty clear that the earth revolves around the sun and in an orbit. And so does Mars and Venus and all that stuff. And earth is not in the middle and the sun does not circle around the earth. And then Mars circles around the earth or whatever. And all, you know, that, but, but the church banned that. And not only did they ban the book, but Galileo, who who tried to defend it, they put him under house arrest. Absolutely. You know, so so you know, he's lucky he didn't get killed. And he ended up writing like these phony articles to try to like discredit himself so he could get out of house arrest. I mean, yep. so keep his life. Yeah. So, you know, if if for 200 years the world knew that the earth was not the center that the sun was the center and that, that kind of lie could go on for 200 years. I mean, I say, so what else, what other lies could go on? You know, what's going to happen is, is that you know, maybe a hundred years from now, people are going to say, well, you know, we lied about aliens for 200 years. If you think about it, it was 1947, right. You know, that, that, in my opinion that roswell you know was a definitive um point in history where you know there was a crashed ufo so what's 100 years so it's yeah 100 history 100 years it'll be 2047 and it'd be 2147 so maybe in 2147 you know they'll tell the public we lied to you you know i thought it was interesting i posted the nasa um from the nasa website the brookings institute um study that showed why they couldn't tell the public um about um disclosure and um you know you were probably you helped out with this haze but that document then disappeared like a day later i thought that was really weird why what do you guys think that nasa would pull the brookings report from their website any idea no, no no idea <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense at this point in time especially when they're supposedly you know releasing information 
Why would they remove a vital part? Just I, they put it back, by the way, like yesterday. Yeah. Really? No way. Yeah. Yeah. I emailed them, by the way. So I kept a screenshot so people doesn't say, oh, you're making this up. But but and people know because people who uh, who are on on my channel, you know, the Alien Agenda channel um, told me about it. I didn't realize it was gone. And um, they put it back like yesterday. Were there any changes? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that's the question, right? Because I have an original floating around. I just haven't taken the time unless the government's gotten into my computer and deleted it. But the one I looked at had like handwritten notes and stuff. And it was really fascinating. Um, I don't know if the one that they put back, you know, the, the front cover looks the same, but I'm not sure it's the same. Now, they may argue that their server went down or, you know, I have a couple theories. I think because I wrote in there in the comments saying that, you know, when would they lie if they had to? There was a there was a there was a comment in there and, and it was on a NASA website, that document. Maybe they freaked out and they just didn't know what was in that document and they just pulled it, you know. But people are obviously watching and then they probably read it and said, Oh, it's not that bad and put it back. Or they took out the copy that they didn't want, you know, you know what I mean? It had some like notes or whatever. Cause I remember seeing some handwritten notes on the one I was looking at, but I think it's really weird. I think that it's really weird that NASA would pull that. That's very, I think that's very insightful and I'm going to, I'm going to study that. And, um, you know, there, there's a quick way to check the differences between two files. Please tell me. Yeah. Well, it's a Unix tool called diff D I F. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, you just run it, you insert the two files, run it, and then it tells you what the differences are. Well, I think I'm going to do that. I have a copy of the original, and I have a copy of what to put back. And I shouldn't have said that, and I'm going to hear the hel black helicopters <laughs> again. Yeah, well, well, back to your question about sincerity. Uh, so I, I think most of the people who reach out to me are sincere. Uh, I mean, there, there's one or two people that I, I think might be agents or something, but uh, you know, you you, you just uh, treat everybody as an agent, which is what I do, and you don't you don't say too much to anybody in particular, and then you kind of just like learn what they're 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 going on about, and then try to see if it fits into the puzzle that uh, you're trying to put together. Like for instance, uh, back to that nuclear like uh, 1947 issue, where like the aliens show up in Roswell in 1947, right? Uh, there are a lot of documents that I've gotten in that talk about, like, uh, these are high-ranking people talking and saying that uh, the aliens are watching, like, from outer space, and they got shocked when we, when we, dis uh, when we displayed our, our nuclear, like, capabilities. Mm -hmm. And probably that's when, like, uh, they decided to, like, come here, or maybe, like, we started doing something that fucked with their uh, craft or something, but uh, it, these documents I've I've read now seem to say that the the events of World War II and the nuclear bombs uh, actually put us put Earth on a map, and uh, that might be why we saw like uh, so much alien activity in the late '40s and '50s before they the government smartened up and started cracking down on on like uh, talking about this by the sixties. So, but so then, so they cracked down and, and I noticed like the fifties and sixties from the documents we're getting the, a lot of the old documents and researchers, you know, 
Um, it was a huge time. I mean, like people, like I use the example of George Adamski, right? Um, he lived in, um, you know, the Mount Palomar area of Southern California. You know where that's at, Hayes. And he created a place mm -hmm. called like Palomar Gardens. And, um, you know, he, you know, and I posted this on, on the, uh, you know, on, on the site. Um, it's old. People can say, oh, we've heard about this before, blah, 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 <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, he took a video and I think, a, I think uh, one of these engineers, um, it might even been NASA, I'm not sure, looked at it and said that it looks like it's real. It's an, it's an, it's an, it's an old video. But back then they, they were more pure. People were like more open-minded. And Advansky said that he was actually able to contact aliens and that they told him that the governments knew about them, but the governments were keeping it secret. And they wanted, you know, like Adamski to try to get it out to the to the public. Um, but and then the pictures look interesting because they have like they look very similar to like what Bob Lazar said that he looked he, he studied, you know, that they had. You know, I would think that the technology, you know, I mean, even if it was a different alien civilization, um, you know, a plane's a plane, right? You know, Russia has planes, American has planes, um, spacecraft looks similar, made in Russia and China and the United States. Um, I would also think that, you know, anti-gravity devices that are flying on Earth might also look the same from different alien races. And but if you look at those pictures, those old pictures, they had, you know, the three components on the bottom that were like the these kind of energy guides or what anti-gravity you know, thrusters or whatever. Um, I hate to even use the word thrust because they're basically, you know, shrinking space, um, you know, compressing space. Uh, but in the 50s, you know, there was all this stuff going on. And um, now you don't hear people saying that they're talking to aliens. I mean, yet you got Billy Meyer. I'm not so sure how true that is, you know, in Switzerland. Um, but there's not many people live. I mean, let me ask you guys a question. If you guys were able to contact an alien, right, and you were able to have uh, a relationship with an alien race, would you tell anyone? I, I, I would. I would probably tell my closer, like uh, friends and confidants, but uh, might not necessarily tell like the general public. And why wouldn't you? But well, uh, it, it comes down to like the relationship you have with the alien like and what what they want to get out of the relationship and what you want to get out of it uh i mean if they wanted like a full public disclosure or whatever then sure i'd probably help out with that but if they wanted to keep things discreet i, I can also do that but but let me ask you a question say they said to you um it's your choice if you want to tell people great if you don't that's fine too what would you do <clears throat> well uh i i would uh really think closely on the situation like and if i did uh end up disclosing it i i would want to do it in like an interview format where like, maybe i could sit down with an alien and have a camera and like we're, we're just discussing topics right and i, I think that would be a, one of the more fair ways to do a, a disclosure for for both like uh, the alien and humanity because humanity might be upset if you just like show up with an alien who has a blaster. <laughs> so, 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 so say, so let's, 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 let's go through this thought experiment here. I know I'm changing the topic today, but I think this is a little bit interesting. So, so um, you get an alien and you, it's your choice and you, you decide to disclose it. So you're going to take the alien on a TV interview, basically. Is that what you're going to do? 
Uh, maybe not TV as a medium, but uh, in that type of sit-down interview, yes, I, you, I would prefer to do that. Okay, yeah. so you have a, and you would you would uh, you would guarantee the safety of this alien? Yeah, of course. I mean, if that's a concern they have. Well, I'm just curious. How would you how would you uh, guarantee the safety of the aliens interview? Well, I mean, I wouldn't like go around telling everybody where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what what more can I do? Uh, the I mean, if the government is going to install spyware on his spacecraft or whatever, then there's so, so much I can do to help against that. But so, but you, so what's the chances of your phone being bugged, Ron? Like, like so, you know, uh, there there's a toolkit now to check if your phone has Pegasus installed on it. Yeah, and I, I'm just not even going to bother with it because I've always assumed my phone is bugged. Okay, so. So let me just think about this. So say you and I actually achieve the objective of finding some alien that's willing to sit down for a TV interview. I would think that I, I would think that media would go nuts and that you think anybody would try to kill the alien? Uh, I mean, probably a lot of people would be upset. But depending on like uh, what we discussed during the meeting, I, uh-huh. I, I think I could make it uh, make the interview go in a direction where the alien would not come across as hostile if, unless they wanted to. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a lot of super religious people that are convinced that any any alien is not another being from or an interdimensional being at all, or possibly an interdimensional because they deem them as demons. You know, the hardcore Bible thumpers say they are the demons um that they speak of in the bible and stuff so i don't know if you can actually with even showing that they're benevolent i don't even think that you can really convince certain people that they that they're not dangerous yeah you're right and uh there's no way to convince everybody uh and i mean who knows the alien might be even dangerous and might even be a demon I, i don't know Right. Uh, I I don't I don't know any aliens as far as I know. So, uh, so let me. I I just doing this as a thought spe- experiment. So like you know, because I'm I'm going to write up a document here and I'm going to meditate on it. So, um, question. So what would you? What would be the? What would be the? Um, the questions like if you had you guys had to pick up the top like five questions to an alien. What do, what would they be? What would be like your top three or five questions? I, I would ask them. What do you want to know about humanity? Do they want to know about humanity? Yeah. Okay. That would be like one I, I would I would ask them to ask us questions initially. And then based on that, uh, you get a good understanding of their motives and what they might be interested in. And then from there it would be easier to uh like uh start digging into what they're about. So you, so the question would be like, the first question would be like, what, what are they, what are they, uh, what's their questions about humanity? Like what questions do they have? Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I am very curious in what they're curious about because there's so many stories of aliens, like probing people and abducting people and like killing cows and stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't know if any of that's true or not, but, uh, there's plenty of, uh, stories and, Plenty of people talking about having that kind of experience, so it, it might it might very well be true, and uh, that's something I would ask about 
is what, what's going on with all these abductions and what are you trying to learn from humans by abducting us? Well, yeah, but see, that goes with an assumption, right, Ron? Because, uh, you know, and I'm a science fiction writer, so I'm pretty good at this. But um, the alien might just say, I don't know, why don't you talk to those aliens? We don't we don't abduct you guys. <laughs> I can see other guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would think uh, what I would question is what how much knowledge they have of humanity and you know are are humanoids um you know a part of just the solar system are they part of um, a galaxy in a whole is there a whole new set of rules for different galaxies um and find out what they already know because if a lot of these abductions throughout time, and the probing and everything is ongoing. Um, I would think that they're, you know, they're just tracking our progression. Right. Well, think think about it from the the angle of humans and what we do to animals. Like right. uh, we capture like bears and then we probe them and we tag them, and then we put them back and then they have no recollection like. because we gave them like anesthesia and. Yep. Uh, and then we the go back thing. every year and we get the same bear every year. And he's probably telling his bear friends, yeah, they, they got me again. And exactly. <laughs> they right. suck something in my butt. Like, yeah, he <laughs> ate the berries on? again. He <laughs> ate the, the psychedelic berries again. Yeah, but we do to this to animals. And generally, the, the purpose of that, from what I can tell, is we're, we're doing it for like conservation. Like we want to improve the, the general like lives of these animals. By learning uh, about what they need and what they like do, then we're more easily able to uh, help conserve their species. Well, if you were if you were an alien, right? I mean, I'm just and you think about this, right? You say, why are they like you know mutilating, picking up and mutilating and cows disappearing? And if you were looking at this like looking at another species, maybe. Um, that particular alien race, I, I would suspect there are multiple, but that, that particular alien race is looking at what, um, studying the food supply of this species, right? Because cows are basically, if you think about it, right, milk and, um, you know, cheese, you know, and um, meat, you know, come from cows, right? And it's a major food supply for for um, for humans. So wouldn't it, maybe they're just studying the food supply. I mean, would that make sense possibly? Well, yeah, and also with like corn and the crop circles and stuff, maybe they're coming down to like take samples of corn. Could be, but some people say that crop circles also have like um, meaning behind it. That the geometric shapes actually have uh, like meaning meaning behind it. Um, messages, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so, well, well, I I live next to like I mean before I moved, I lived next to like a cornfield. And one year there was a crop circle in that cornfield. And uh, the people like in the area where I live are like hardcore farmers. They're not going to sit around and ruin their crop by like making a man-made crop circle. And I, I totally just forgot about this crop circle thing until just now. It might have been like two years ago that I saw it. Was there, what, what did it look like? Uh, the corn was like bent half over in a, like a pattern. Interesting. So, but uh, from from the area, I could I was standing, I wasn't able to see what the pattern was. You'd have to get up higher to actually see it. Right up in the sky, basically. So, so one of the questions I'm just going through the list here would be like, what, why, um, 
you know, what do they, what do they want to know about humans or why are they doing? So maybe the answer would be that like, I'm just trying to answer would be like, maybe they're looking at the food supply and maybe they're abducting people to check, you know, just to do scientific studies to understand um, the species. Right. I mean, that would be make, would make sense. Um, any it other, does, yeah. any other questions that, that you would ask? Uh, I, I I'd be really curious about their their culture. Like, do they listen to music? What kind of entertainment do they have? Uh, what what like uh, do they, they do they write novels? Like, could you uh, give me one of their like one of your your top novels? Hmm. Uh, what what kind of philosophy and thoughts do you guys have? Right. Like, uh, what is your what is your knowledge on like uh, spirituality and how like uh, how religion plays uh, plays a part in in their lives? Whether right. or not religion plays a part, right. these are all uh, questions I'd, I'd be really curious in. I'm less curious in physiology. I'm more curious in like thoughts and right and what like what makes them do what they do. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. We're gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to kidnap ourselves an alien and, and get them to answer these questions. I'm just joking, not kidnap, but you know that would be, you know, that would be fascinating, actually. Well, you know, you know, a UFO buzzed my house a few days ago. I know, Ron. Have you seen yeah. UFOs? Have, let me ask you a question. Since you started, and I don't mean this in like that you're trying to create, you know, um, you know, interest in into your alien leaks channel, but since you started getting involved in alien leaks. Have you noticed more UFOs? Okay, so uh, my house, like the one I lived in before I moved to where I am now, is in the mountains near a military installation. And for the past few years, I've been UFO watching uh, almost every night. And I see a lot of weird stuff. And my neighbors like are like, Hey, Ron, I just saw one of those triangle UFOs fly by. I was like, well, really? No, like, yeah, just, it was like two minutes ago. You just missed it. It's like, oh, dang. And this is like coming from 90-year-old women and like people that have lived there for a long time. And they're also UFO watching in that area. Well, maybe there's the, that's that drone that they sent to Iran, a copy of one of those that's being tested out at the military. Yeah, because possible. you Because you... Um, you sent me some, well, we got some docs together actually. And um, one of them was kind of like memory hold. It was that drone that the Iranian shot down. Boy, that thing looks like a triangular. Yeah. Um, it looks like a UFO. Doesn't it? I mean, yeah, holy yeah. smoke. So I could see how that could be like misrepresented, you know, people. I mean, it's, it's UFO. You don't know what it is because the government's not going to tell you what it is. But basically, it's an IFO. It's an identified flying object because it's it's really a drone. I posted, you know, I made a mistake, I think, posting it. But I posted you know, some stuff that I had seen in, in San Diego and it wasn't the best stuff I had seen in San Diego. I, the best stuff is on some stupid iPod. And I, I don't know if I'll be able to figure a way to, to get it out, but it was like seven UFOs. And it looks like the Inaha UFO. There was an experience, I think in like 1971, it was considered the best UFO photograph in a day. It was like on Borrego area or something like that. And it's called the Inaha Indian reservation, um, you know, native Indian reservation um, area. And it had a great picture and I could never get, it. I, it's still on my iPod and I really should try to take a look, but um, 
But I've seen him in San Diego, all over the place. Hayes, you know, on another show talked about one that being the light in his face and he had communication with one. So, I mean, they're out there. But you're your property, right? But that's not the only one that you saw was a triangle. You told me there were others flying around. Like almost every week you guys got UFOs flying around your, your property. No, every, every night. Like the, this past like uh, July, June, July, I, I was outside doing barbecues almost every night and like uh, the neighbors would come over and we, we'd have like block parties and just hanging out and uh, just like looking it up, looking up at the skies and like, you see lots of weird stuff. And there was, there was one where like three, three UFOs came at the same time from different directions. And they, they like, they all like went right above my house and then one stayed there. And then the other two like went into different directions. And then the one that stayed there stayed for 30 seconds or so. And then it flew away. Can't, and, can't, yeah, yeah. Were, I mean, they, uh, it's were they were they white or were they like you know orangish? Well, that was in the evening, so they looked like stars, or like how a satellite might look. But they yeah. were moving in ways that satellites don't move, and and stars don't move, <laughs> and and so what I, I I was seeing like this one type of UFO that like yeah it kind of moves slowly across the sky, not so high. And it's really bright, like a metallic type. And it, it, it comes by every night around 7.38 PM. And usually it's, it's dark by then, but a few days ago when it came by, I was sitting on, or I was, yeah, I was sitting on the deck and, and it came by and it, it was still dusk out. So there was a bit of light and I saw it for the first time in the day time with like actual light and immediately I, I took out my phone and started recording it and that's the video that i put uh on online so i i'm seeing that vehicle often but that was the first time i saw it in the daylight yeah that that looked legit i know i know some people um made some smart ass comments um you know what well, a coincidence it on, was for you same, but i've seen i've seen the same on, ones yeah it's it's common apparently on the same day. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, people on YouTube also posting pictures of the same craft flying by their house. Yeah, I um I think I mentioned this to you too. Um, I I have pictures of something very similar to that. Um, and it and like one day I had it like I took like three pictures and it was just like really weird and it looked like it oscillated like that a little bit. Um, and then a week later, um. You know, I saw a white airplane, not exactly in the same area, but it was a white airplane and it had weird wings. And, um, you know, I took a picture of that and I was saying to myself, is it possible that they got like some drone with these wings that are retractable or something? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe I, mean, I, I don't know what's going on, but it was kind of a weird plane. But it's hard to determine because like, you know it depends on the focus, you know, if you had a real long zoom, but it, it did look like a UFO, Ron. And, and um, I mean, I give you that much. I, but the problem is we don't know what it is. That's because it's a UFO, right? We don't yeah, know. That's, right. that's the problem. You know, we'll never know. Nope. I mean, maybe you'll know someday. Maybe it'll land your backyard. You know, I, I'll tell you, and I don't mean that as a joke, you know, I'm reading up on Adamski, Billy Meyer and these folks, and they all swear and I want to tell you something, something similar about these guys. And I think you have a little bit of this in you too. These people like 
one guy, like I think Adamski studied like Tibetan philosophies and stuff like that. Um, it seems like, you know, Billy Meyer, you know, I don't know if he's true or not, but you know, some of it seemed like BS and they tried discrediting the guy, but a lot of these people seem very spiritual, you know, and, um, you know, good people. And they just basically were able to ask these aliens to come down and talk to them. Um, and they supposedly had these meetings. I think, you know, I'm starting to wonder though, like, did something happen in like, you know, the, the 50s, 60s or 70s where these guys said, you know, we're done trying to disclose ourselves because maybe the government and, and some alien groups have just made deals to keep it secret, you know, and they just stopped doing like one-on-one. I'm wondering if these aliens are still doing one-on-one communication or have they just locked themselves up with one or more governments? Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Hayes and, and, and Ron. What, what do you guys think? What, what's your thoughts from reading about this stuff? Well, I, I think that there's um, more than one race of them out there. I think some of them are working with our governments and uh, other ones um, are not. You know, and I think some of them play by certain rules that they might have worked out with their government and other ones play by their own rules, personally, with everything that I've researched. Well, uh, there, there was like, there was this patch of water in the ocean, like where I was looking at geographic maps and I was like, that's probably where an alien base would be if there was an alien base underwater. And I did a bit of research and I found that the U.S. military does like a survey of that exact area every like few years. And it, it's not a very big area. It's like 20 by 20 miles. So not, not, not so huge and in the middle of nowhere. But uh, their most recent uh, survey of that area said that they found uh, electromagnetic anomalies under, like, under the ocean at, at that exact spot. So Which, yeah, I believe I believe there's they find electromagnetic anomalies in um, the Devil's Triangle off off the coast of uh, the east coast of Japan, and um, obviously the equivalent in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, um, and there's a couple other areas, and they said. That, that may be why they've had disappearances of airplanes and ships because of the electromagnetic interference and anomalies that are going on. Oh, interesting. Well, this was like off the northeast coast of Sakhalin and like really, really uh, in the middle of nowhere. So it's it's uh, very possible that that might be uh, the, the place where you're talking about the Devil's Triangle, but I'm not familiar with that. Devil's Triangle is a little a little bit larger. I think it's like a hundred square. Not that it's square, but it's almost triangular. It's a pretty large area. It's not as small as what you described. Oh well, uh, maybe they've pinpointed it, but uh, yeah, they they found something weird out there in well, the middle of nowhere. It might it might be an alien base. Who knows? Well, so. It's, there's potentially an aquatic uh, alien race on Earth oh, hiding under the water. 
And some of the like Department of Defense uh, UFO videos they put out indicate that the UFOs can travel like through air and water at the same yeah. speeds without. Yeah, absolutely. USOs. You know, it's, there's more yeah. and more um, being talked about about them, and uh, navies around the world that to uh, talk about it. And uh, some some videos, some better than others, with fishermen. Um, and then you have Christopher Columbus. He, he wrote in his journals about. Um, lights coming out of the ocean and then going back into the ocean and glowing in the, in the water and in the sky. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Oh. So, yep. Well, I would, I would think it makes sense. I mean, the, I mean, like, why wouldn't there be intelligent life in water? As a matter of fact, since like water's like 70% or whatever it is of, of planet earth, maybe there are other, you know, planets with, with high concentrations of water and intelligent life are like dolphins or something like that. You know, right. yeah, a lot of the a lot of uh, the moons around um, Jupiter and Saturn are are icy and thought to have um, oceans underneath. And then the uh, the the Sirius star system, um, they, they uh, the cultures in Africa speak of the uh, Namo, which are aquatic um, creatures that come from the Sirius star system. Interesting. But the Japanese aren't going to report on this, Ron, because, um, you know, even if they see UFOs in Japan, uh, I was reading that you lose your job in Japan if you report a UFO. So, um, really? yeah, I was, yeah, I was reading that. Yeah, well, that reminds me, there's an old, old Japanese story, and, and I'm shocked that neither one of you ever heard of it, uh, the Utsuro Buni. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, from 1803. And then some other... Um, um, places in Japan um, speak of the same exact event and have almost identical um, illustrations. Drawings. Yeah, and of, they say it, the, it came out of the water. Yes, she came out of the water, the hollow boat, and it was a um, and it was not anyone um, Japanese. It was a red hair, fair skinned lady, and she was clutching um, some sort of a box that she wouldn't let anybody touch. And apparently, in the um, in in uh, the leader of the of the one community basically said, "Oh, she was probably pushed out to sea because she she offended her husband somehow." And he's like, "We don't want to get involved with that." And they kind of pushed her back out in the ocean. Oh, which God. then apparently she probably she showed up at a couple more shorelines because there's there's several um stories. And from what I heard, and I haven't found out where it's at yet, but um, it's like the equivalent of roswell here so and i'm not sure it'd be neat if you guys could find out where this might be and go and go to that place and take some video and and look there's supposedly some places that they they honor that story and there's you know where they, you can actually look at the physical drawings and illustrations and um, um replicas of the of the, the hollow boat she she appeared in and so, the boat and the illustration it looks like a ufo it's crazy it does oh, exactly. Just, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that from you, Hayes. I'm, I, I may end up posting that. Maybe I'll post. They'll probably get more views than my uh, my crappy drone video that I put out. Yeah, there's <laughs> a few sites that have a little bit more in depth information, and some that are pretty pretty basic. So, um, yeah, dig around. And I'll, I'll try and find some other sources for you. And there, there's like this it's supposed to be a UFO, like a crashed UFO, and I, I believe it's Nara or Kyoto, just like on a walking trail. Really, I yeah, think I read people just go one. there and like climb on it and take pictures and stuff. But huh. uh, 
that's crazy. That might be what it is. I mean, but uh, I'm not sure. Well, they better not talk about it. You know, the pilot, uh, I was reading an article in Japan. Japanese pilot had a really uh, nice sighting and um, he wrote it up and they took his job away from him, you know? So basically teaches pilots in Japan that if you see a UFO, don't, don't report it. And um, I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, now Japan's got a new UFO museum that I talked about, you know, that's in, uh, in Fukushima, you know? So um, they had one old one there, but now they are uh, trying to renovate it and they're trying to charge people to go there. And they're telling people, that um you know go to this mountain and you know we've got a you we got a hot spot out here and you know and i'm like you know fukushima isn't that the place where the reactors blew up you know i'm like yeah. well you know, <laughs> i mean it's it's doing better i I don't want to be up to people there i feel sorry for them they're trying to go back but i don't think it's a great idea i think there's just too much radiation i wouldn't leave my family there but um but maybe it's getting better i'm thinking of visiting it actually and then doing like you know um taking some videos and then po- posting it um, so, um, on, I want to talk a little bit about, um, the Hyopita pyramid, um, stuff. So, you know, Ron and I, um, did one video uh, on this. Did you see the video by the way, Hayes? You did not. You did not. Okay. Well, oh, wait a minute the, Oh, the one where you guys went and you were, um, followed by, um, the authorities when you showed up. Yeah, I just did it like in a in a night picture, yeah. and I started talking about some. I mean, yeah, I did watch it. Okay, so video number two is we're going to get into a little bit more of the history, and we're going to throw a little bit more of this um this woman some um, interview online. But um, I don't want to give away the whole plot. But this woman that we found, um, you know, maybe I'd like to hear your opinion on this, Hayes, because you know Ron knows about it. So we meet this woman, and and. Uh, she says that she knows about this area because she's, uh, you know, a, a native, um, you know, Ainu, you know, native Japanese there. Um, and she mentioned that um, when she was like 21 years old, that she saw a UFO that flew over her car and like shut off her radio and it had this weird sound. And she stopped and uh, looked at this thing and it like scared the shit out of her. Right. And, um, you know, and then later on, she starts talking about, like, how she became telepathic. Are there any cases that you've read where, like, UFOs and telepathy are somehow related, like, after being abducted? I'm not saying she was abducted or at least, like, looking at a UFO. Why the heck would she become, like, telepathic after seeing a UFO? Any ideas? I would think that she just unlocked, you know... an ability that um, all of us have within us. Well, you had a strong telepathic. I had one once too, and I know it's going to sound crazy. I, I mentioned this on the other episode about the airplane, but um, you had one when that UFO like beamed the light into you when you guys years ago, you and your friend, I think it was Mike. Did yeah. you? And you, and it's you said that it even told you that his leg hurt. Stop! Stop trying to follow. It was, it was the craziest thing. It, it was the first off. I just had an overwhelming um, sensation of curiosity coming from it. Like it was so curious about us, almost as if it was like some sort of a, you know, you know, a safari, you know, full of like people that were like looking at lions and tigers for the first time. In their was life. it talking it was really to you? Just, was it saying, Hey, Hayes, we're very interested. We're curious. Don't get scared. We're curious. Is that what it trying to say? What was it trying well, to say? Well, what, what it started with is when, 
my friend pointed it out to me and then we started looking at it. It was coming closer. At first, I thought it was an airplane with its engines had died and it had emergency landing lights on. Um, but as it got closer and the more details came out, it was obvious it looked like the classic UFO. And, and when when I said uh, to my buddy Mike, I looked at him, I said, and then looked back at it and said, hey, take us for a ride. And immediately, that's when the laser beams, the pale blue laser, went into our faces. And then it, and then it spotted a guy in a little outboard motor boat, and it took the light off us went the opposite direction that it was coming and then followed the little guy in the boat with the laser light on him. And just that that's when the super overwhelming curiosity, you know, was just, just emanating out of this, this craft. And when I tried to pursue it after it went past his back South again, um, because we could have hit it with a rock. That's how close it was. And it, I, it just kept, I just kept getting the, the, the mental image don't run. What about Mike's knee? Because my buddy Mike's knee was really bad, and I didn't. Now, now, Hayes, Hayes, I want to drill down on that a little bit. Was this? Do you think this was you thinking, like, oh, I got to be careful his leg, or did you feel like somebody was telling you this? Be careful. It felt like I was being told, don't, don't waste your energy pursuing us because we're leaving. And and you're. What about Mike's knee? What about Mike? Think about Mike. Don't worry about this because this experience is, has now ended. You know, wow. by their by their own, you know, decision. But hey, that... don't don't you're end up gonna end up hurting Mike. Don't do it. And and it was it wasn't like a I heard a voice. It was just a it was it was like a thought, but it wasn't like my own thought. It's really hard to describe. Hayes, after that, because this woman, uh, let me two things. I'm wondering. Do you think I asked you this before, but do you think these guys actually took you on a ride and they wiped your memory? Is that even possible? Man, I went over that so many times in my head. And then the time frame, I remember going home and waking my wife up and she just blew me off. And I remember climbing up on the roof of my house. Um, because I only live like four miles from the ocean where this occurred. And I remember, well, they're still around, you know. They got to still be around, you know, and but I do not recall losing any time. I don't feel as if I did. Um, okay. I remember the pursuing of it and losing sight of it around the corner by the South Mission Beach roller coaster. And it was it had to to, to go up higher because it was about the height of the roller coaster. Okay. I mean, I could have hit it with a rock. It's insane. I've never discovered it, you know. And I've seen several UFOs. I've seen. Did it affect you afterwards? I've seen the white flashing um, ones that zigzag. But this was close. This is, a, and and like I tell people, not only have I seen a UFO, UFO seen me. So did it afterwards? Because this woman said, "Now I I could be over analyzing this and digging into this. I got the feeling now maybe this woman was telepathic before she met this." you know, UFO, um, really, really close. Cause she's sure it's a, a, an alien craft. She said it was no way it's a military craft or anything like that. Um, maybe she was telepathic before and, you know, I'm digging too much into this, but did you, um, did you get, did you notice anything different in your life after that experience? Did you feel like you were more telepathic, more empathic that what did it, how did it change your life? I'm just curious. Cause you had, you had disclosure basically Hayes. I mean, did you not? That's disclosure yeah. in a sense, right? Yeah. 
You met an alien. Are you sure that was alien, right? Yeah, there's uh, we we contemplated it being a government um, vehicle, and there's and because of the overwhelming, um, unless they had an you know telepathic person in the government communicating with me, I don't believe it was the government. So basically, in a sense, when people ask, "Oh, I want disclosure," I mean, we actually have somebody on the show that's kind of had disclosure, right? You've had disclosure. You you've met an alien in a sense telepathically. Yeah. Absolutely. But, it, but they didn't but I've answer. Always, I've always been kind of tapped in, even as a child, um, with, you know, with animals and, you know, infants and, um, like, having an antenna to to things. It's, it's hard to say, hard to describe. There's been times in my life where I had I had to learn to shut it down because it's like being in a, in a in an auditorium with hundred people speaking in 50 different conversations and, and then, and being able, and then, and then trying to pinpoint in what everybody's saying at the same time. Um, right. I got looked at pretty crazy. Cause I thought everybody was, could do that as right. a kid. So I've kind of, I've closed it out, but I've learned to hone in um, later times. And maybe that's why it just happened automatically for me. Um, that one incident. In, in that that uh, sighting, okay. I'm not sure, um, but uh, I feel that I'm tapped into the multiverse, where uh, I even for writing some songs. I mean, I get ideas just out of nowhere. I mean, if they're not my experiences, you know, but I, I, I feel and experience things as if remembering them from a past life, also at times. Interesting. So, but the, the that's sad, super. yeah, the, the, the only thing is you didn't get the questions that um, Ron wanted to answer. They didn't tell you like why they're here and you didn't get to figure out. No, Tashi and I was asking, I was, I was mentally like asking and it was like, you know, we're, we're busy. We don't have time for you. <laughs> so that's a good, that's a good, that's a good answer. Cause everybody keeps asking me on like, when are we going to get the disclosure on alien agenda? Like, when are you going to give us, and I told somebody, I said, look, why don't you um, take some time and, and work on, you know, the gateway process that we posted on there and practice, you know, like you're using your mind more to get into like, you know, out of body experience or get into the cosmic consciousness or whatever. And, you know, may, may sound crazy, but I actually think that's probably a, a good way to, um, to, to communicate. So, um, okay. Yeah, the so term, the, real quickly, that term cosmic consciousness, I know we, we touched base on that before that's, that's been the closest thing that I can ever put um adhere my explanation of my abilities it's just tapping into that cosmic consciousness right so what we've learning and so some people want to you know once it's disclosure so if you actually met an alien craft it sounds like you did and you were able to telepathically communicate and i feel like i have actually also on that one plane what um, experience on the, on the plane Definitely, yeah but but it's not like we're getting the answers that like ron's asking you know like where are you from um you know um you know you know what what what's your books do you believe it right do you guys have books do you what's your philosophy so if they're really here it sounds like they are and it, and I believe the United States government is working with at least one race or like, I hate to use the word working. I think they're, 
I'm not sure what they're up to with this one race. In cahoots. In cahoots, whatever that is, right? <laughs> right. And I don't even think that they're getting like all the information of philosophy. They're probably getting like spacecraft and they're like letting them land and do some research and maybe steps. They're giving us little bits, right? Tidbits. So why but so sounds like that though there was, you know, disclosure to individuals. Do you think that disclosure aliens obviously are not coming around. There was a uh, a guy from um, Israeli Space Force or whatever that said that you know Trump knew about the aliens and this and that, but you know people aren't that. people aren't ready, right? It sounds mm-hmm. like it, look to me, it's pretty clear there has been alien multiple alien races visiting Earth, and it's pretty clear that they're not getting on television and they're not doing the interview on uh, the exact interview that Ron's asking about yet, yet, right? So the question is why. We, we have to assume they're here. We have to assume the United States government's working with them, that they've got some craft, that they may not even be getting all the information. And those aliens have just made a deal to work with the government and, you know, and, and keep everything secret. Um, but there's obviously other aliens. Why do you think those aliens are just keeping this secret? And they're not doing like global disclosure. That's one question. Why are they not doing global disclosure? And is it possible to do individual disclosure, right? So why are we not getting global disclosure? Any ideas from either one of you guys? Well, maybe it's too much. The Like what, what benefit would the alien races have to tell us that they're here? Like uh, I, I use the ant analogy a lot. Uh, like, has anybody ever gone around to all the ant colonies on the world and told them that humans exist? Or maybe even even dolphins and whales, right? <laughs> they don't even do Correct. that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, what what do the aliens gain from from uh, telling us that? Exactly. What would they gain? What would they have gained? I think they gain more from doing individual uh, disclosure. Right. Just like how our researchers will study one specific ant. Right. Right. Even, even if, if that's not what they've been assigned to do, let's say in they, they have a military and a government and they have rules to follow and missions to go on. And who's to say, you know, that they don't have individual thoughts like humans would and do their own thing. You know what I mean? Go a step above and beyond. Maybe it, whether it's nefarious or it's very kind in showing um, someone that they've abducted um, all the great things and some secrets of the universe, or they just probe them and plop them back down on the planet, you know, without any um, authority to do so. You know, not following any guidelines that may be already set for them by their galactic federation. So it's not going to be global. I mean, like, right, I think we're all in agreement on that, that, um, that, and that the United States government. So then why would the, um, why would a race make deals with the United States to give them alien craft? What, what would be our like hypothesis on that? And what would be then, and then be, go beyond that hypothesis, hypothesis. What do you think like the United States government is getting besides UFOs? Are they getting like philosophical 
philosophical discussions? Are they learning about the books that these aliens write, if they write books or their philosophy? What do you think that relationship is, you know, with the United States government? Either one of you folks? Well, does it have to be the United States government? Nope, could because be, could be Germany. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, information indicating that Germany has, like, has had disclosure from at least the 30s and 40s. Yeah, but they lost the war, right? So they probably got moved over to the United States is what I would think with Paperclip and stuff like that, right? Yeah, with Operation Paperclip. But did they bring that relationship with them? Right. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, we'll never know. Okay. Well, what did the Germans... Well, maybe. maybe we'll know. Maybe we will know. So with individual disclosure then, if that's possible, um, what do you think, like, people, you know... And, and um, what do you think? What do you think would be required? Like, what kind of individual would get um, disclosure versus an individual that wouldn't get disclosure? What do you What do you think that kind of individual would have to be? Well, we we've had conversations with uh, such individuals and know about like their types of uh, backgrounds and stuff. And I, I don't want to go into too much detail on that because. Uh, That's okay. Uh, That's okay. It can cause trouble for certain individuals. Yeah, let's not do that. Then. Who uh, I'd rather not uh, cause trouble for. Okay, let's let's not do that. Well, um, interesting. This is very interesting. So I think that. Um, so do you think that the gateway process documents? will help with somebody to be able, I mean, I personally think it will because of the out of body and the telepathy and stuff like that. Um, what do you think of the importance of those gateway process documents? Are they related to um, big time disclosure? Do you think? Uh, certainly uh, there, there was the one, uh, the one monk that reached out to alien leaks a while back who said he used like the gateway process style meditation to talk with an alien and he, he has like an alien friend. <laughs> so he's got disclosure basically. Yeah. That's true. And I, I asked him to introduce me to the alien friend and he says, Oh, I'm too busy right now. I can't. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. this is, this is interesting. Well, this isn't our, uh, this isn't our typical talk. Um, I wanted to, uh, to get together and, and get some updates. Is there any other updates from alien leaks that you want to go over? Or you've kind of done that already, Ron. It's getting late for us and uh, very early for, for Hayes. He's probably the only one waking up now. I'm starting to fall asleep here, well, but um, well, I was, I was invited to do like a, a talk at a convention. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you yeah, mentioned what, that. What, yeah. What's up with that? So here, uh, let me look really quick what it's called. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, oh, it's called. The convention is called uh, the Double Down, and it's going to be held in Las Vegas sometime in October. And I, I, I don't think I'll be able to like travel there unless like these draconian uh, COVID hoax uh, travel restrictions are lifted. But I, I talked with the organizers, and they said they would have they would have me on like a uh, they could have me do a talk and maybe a Q&A over like uh, some kind of voice or uh, video conferencing software. 
Who's going to be there, by the way? What and who's going to be at this? Uh, this well, event? I, I don't know exactly, but it, it's a lot of uh, big names. Uh, and uh, I, I don't want to uh, say say who because <laughs> okay, uh, I, I don't want to step on feet here. Like if I announce that it oh it's going to be this and this person, right? Well, right. Uh, I mean it's not my uh, it's not my responsibility or or my lane to. What, what's the goal? What's the goal of this convention? Any can you mention that or is not really the goal? Um, I, I you know I don't I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. It's the theme is like double down, okay. uh, but uh, I can't even find anything about it when I when I when I look it up. Uh, oh, the URL is thepatriotvoice.us. Okay, Patriot. And uh, I'm going to be sending them some like maybe like a picture or something. Can you can you tell us what you're going to talk uh, about? What are you thinking of talking about? Yeah, I, I'm thinking to discuss uh, disinformation warfare and maybe go over some techniques on how uh, it can be utilized by the average person. Well, what 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 is so? What exactly is disinformation warfare? Can you give uh, the listeners a definition of that? Well, it's it's a type of warfare where you use uh, information in ways. That is that goes like against the grain, like counterintuitively, but uh, you you like you can force consensus on topics that normally wouldn't uh, have a consensus. And so I got one for you. I I, I I'm tired of hearing everybody who joins the show getting shut off from like Facebook and Twitter and. And um, and not being able to like talk about you know COVID or stuff like that. How can we get consensus that we should have our freedom of press back and and be able to have free speech, even if you don't agree with somebody, as long as it's not someone saying fire in a movie theater, that people should be able to have their free speech back. Can you can you focus on that one, Ron? That's one of my little pet peeves these days is that freedom of speech is going down the toilet. Well, yeah, that, that's that's what I've been trying to focus on for a few years now, and. I, I think there is a, a huge consensus for that. It's just being uh, artificially uh, held down by, like the the lying uh, the lying press. And uh, I agree. I agree. They they try and normalize it, and you know people think, well, you know, I saw it on TV again. You know, it, it CNN said it's so it must be, um, and and the people just kind of just go along with. With it, and they don't question it. But when you're, you know, when the majority of the media is owned by, you know, extremism, whether whichever side it's on, you're going to get a one-sided story, and then they push it as they normalize it. And and I think that's where um, people just kind of nod their head and go along with it at some point. Well, it's like crazy. You can't even get the people just lie out of you know out of both sides of their mouth. I mean. Uh, I mentioned this on the other show. I, I originally, you know, I, I respected, you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, cause he's the head, you know, really, of, you know, all this stuff for the CDC and things like that. And, and um, I think, I think he is anyhow, the NIH or whatever it's called. And he was the one that was the spokesman, you know, for this very tragic, you know, medical issue that we have in the United States with the uh, COVID-19. Um, but I'm watching him recently with Rand Paul 
And, um, you know, he um, looked a little nervous the other day and mm-hmm. he basically attacked Paul, Rand Paul, Senator yeah. Rand Paul. Um, which, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think he's uh, just taking this stance and doing the what a lot of people on the left tend to do. You know, they it's the pot calling the kettle black, you know, they they accuse one side of doing what the other is. Uh, what they do, what they're doing themselves, kind of like this whole push on the misinformation. It's the opposite. The mis- a lot of the misinformation is coming from the other side, also the one that's accusing the other side of being misinformed. And the crazy thing about it is, is it comes a point where people just won't bend enough to take in another perspective long enough to taste it. So did. Did Dr. Fauci lie about not doing gain-of-function research in China or not? I believe absolutely. He's trying to beat around the bush with specifics about wording. Okay. In my opinion. Ryan, what's your um, It's a a shame that uh, Carrie Mullis tragically died from heart complications right before this um, stuff um, blew up. If anybody has time, um, watch some videos. You saw the video of like Fauci in that uh, congressional hearing and his hands are shaking like. Oh, big time, trembling. (laughs) He's super, super nervous. And and you know who looked similar to that when they were brought in front of federal courts is Bill Gates and and also uh, Zuckerberg. Look at the way those guys looked when they were getting work. And, And they're all having to play ball. The crazy thing is, is we got somebody like uh, Rand Paul that's that's got the guts to to put himself out there. Let's say he's courageous enough to ask the questions that a lot of people are afraid to ask. Well, I think you're right. I mean, I looked at it. I think that what Fauci did. I mean, if you look at the uh, the emails, the memos, the things that be, you know became public. Um, they couldn't do gain of function. I think Obama, you know, rightfully so, you know, banned the, the gain of function research. And what gain of function means is that you're basically taking um, viruses and trying to cook them up in a lab to, uh, you know, make them susceptible to humans to see what might happen theoretically with a virus. So you could then, you know, create an antivirus, you know, vaccine or what you could create a vaccine. So, you know, you could kind of plan for a pandemic, right? But the problem with all that is, is that, you know, these level four labs aren't exactly perfect and the the stuff leaks out of the lab. So um, the United States thought it was too dangerous and um, banned it. And so what it looks like Fauci did was um, that he- he moved it to China. It's kind of he outsourced it to China, you know. Um, I uh, and 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 basically they had a problem, and now they're all going to cover it up. I think it's, um, you know, I it's tough because he doesn't want to go to jail, and I don't, and I, it doesn't want to be known as the guy that, you know, if this the cat's out of the bag. I mean, if if it if you know China wiped all that information away, they 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 they, they, they I mean, I think they literally like shut people down, probably put them in jail and who knows, maybe even worse. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but all that information, everything got shut down. Nobody could say anything. And and basically you've, you've got, you know, Fauci's people doing the investigation of whether or not there was um, a leak. But the, the leakers are like checking to say whether there's a leak. I mean, it's not independent at all. Absolutely not at all. 
biggest, biggest scam, I think. And I think it's sad. I mean, I think the research probably had some merits, right? But, you know, when you, you know, it's kind of like, oh, we're studying a nuclear bomb. Oops, it blew up, you know? Well, you know, that's what happens when you play with nuclear weapons, right? And this is kind of like a biological nuclear weapon and, it, and, and, and it's had leaks before. They've admitted leaks before. This is just another leak that has really destroyed, um, you know, two years of most people's lives. Um, I think it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, I had, uh, I posted something about like this guy, um, he's got a PhD from Cornell who was talking about alien viruses and stuff like that. He was, he's a researcher and somebody sent me a, a, like a text message saying, Hey, do you think that, uh, the government has patented alien viruses? And I wrote, um, I'm pretty sure Dr. Fauci has. And, and then <laughs> I wrote, I, I heard he, I heard he, he applied in China. <laughs> Life for a patent well, uh, <laughs> there was a, a research that just came out like they discovered uh, uh like a dozen new types of viruses that like surprised the scientists from like some kind of permafrost somewhere yeah it just came out yesterday wow okay well um i think we did a, a uh guys i think the shows uh we've done a interesting show it's a little bit different i want to thank you guys for your time today that was a great show i really liked it yeah it's a little different and fun thanks hayes yeah yeah thanks for having me yeah yeah, it was great talking to you again, Hayes. Yeah, good talking to you too. And and Hayes is so. Yeah, I've been following a, a lot of a lot of the stuff on. Uh, man, it's it's crazy. You post something, and there's like fifteen, then thirty, then a hundred people like reply like so quick. It's it's yeah. it's cool that you've got so much uh, support and a lot of people that you know. There's there's not that many trolls on there, and I, I think and I think your um your part in Pepper, I think. Cleans well, up people that are, people are looking for answers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great it's place. Good, Code uh, have a voice out there like yours. Code Mikey Z is a is a great place um, to get information. And uh, well, Hayes, um, this is this is early morning for you. I think this is probably one of the most sober uh, discussions we've had in a long time. <laughs> I don't know if you're going back uh, to bed, but I'm just teasing. Hey, thanks for thanks for joining the show, Hayes. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you guys later. All right, take care. Have a good day. Bye.
as I travel through the madness. I stumble upon my way down the road that's been less traveled. It's harder, harder, harder than the road that's Tangled, the tangled ones again.